everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley with a headache. How are oh. you? <laughs> that old familiar song. <laughs> it's the same song, same dance. I was thinking about you last week when there, I could smell smoke where you were, way yeah. across town where I was. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Ashley must be having a bad time. Oh, my God. They evacuated us at like three o'clock because you could smell it inside the building. Like it was really mm-hmm. bad. And so yeah. our producer was just like, you know, let's just go before, yeah. you know, like it because you could start tasting it and stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm getting a headache. Can I go home? Because I really didn't have much to do. And she's just like, let's just all go home. <laughs> let's just let's call it a day those are uh you know how kids have snow days in la yeah. we have fire days yeah. it's ash days <laughs> ash days <laughs> yeah um i had sent uh ravi who drives me home i sent him the the like twitter thing and i'm like hey there's a fire where we're going so <laughs> if you want to leave work early i yes we should <laughs> like it was just scary like five yeah, yeah. It like went up really fast. I feel like we got the news like at four o'clock, so we're like, oh, yeah, it was right before traffic. We got the alert three thirty four o'clock where they were just like, yeah, we don't know how long it's gonna take to get the fire out, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's go, let's yeah. just go, run. I mean, but they did really well by like late that night when I was going to bed. It was eighty percent contained. Yeah, like all good. Hurrah. As fast as it went up, it they, they got it really quick. So that yeah. was positive. Anyway. That was our week last week. <laughs> Here has been your California fire update. In hot Tober, because it's still 95 degrees in the valley. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually nice today for me, but it was just like seasons need to make up their fucking mind yeah you gonna yeah you gonna be fall or what come on yeah like decide now yeah people can't put out like their jack-o'-lanterns because you know they melt (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's that and this is our podcast and we watch romantic comedies and talk about fire and talk about fire um but first we have a really big announcement that we have been like holding on to for months yeah i feel like we've known about this for a lot longer than yeah it seems yeah yeah yeah, totally like people being like oh my god this big news and i'm like this whole thing (laughs) oh yeah we discussed this a while ago yeah we're used to it we're celebs no big we're famous now Okay, so uh, here's our official statement. (laughs) Uh, We are now a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, a little media company you may have heard of called Frolic scooped us up. Uh, The Frolic Podcast Network is a podcasting community of everything romance and romance related. Many shows on the network include book club style discussions, author interviews, comedy critique, and fun conversations. Uh, A few shows I wanted to share are Smart Podcast Trashy Books, The Big Gay Fiction Podcast, Tea and Strumpets, and Couples Talking Couples Podcast. So what does this mean for you, dear listener? Well, we're hoping that 
this change will help us grow the blanket fort and more people find us. And that gives us new opportunities to like do things like put out more merch or do giveaways or just plain have more people who like the cutaways for you to interact with, right? That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm still under the impression that we're screaming <laughs> into the void. So that's just me. <laughs> Apparently, people listen to this podcast. Yeah, okay, right. Well, I would say whatever. We'll, we'll deal with it. <laughs> um, so in the future, we'll be reading ad copy in this episode. And of course, we'll keep this as like brief as we can to not interrupt your listening flow. You, the listener, are always number one to us. Mm-hmm. So this will generate some revenue for for us. But, of course, as you know from our Patreon, this all goes right back into making a quality podcast. Can you hear Ashley's new microphone these past couple episodes? She is sounding fantastic, like a real radio host. Oh, I was like, I have a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you'd like to talk uh, more about this with us, if you have any questions, you can always email us at cutawayspodcast at gmail.com. So lastly, you can find all of the new Frolic podcast shows to add to your podcatchers at frolic.media slash podcasts. Please do. Um, we've, we've interacted with quite a few of them recently uh, in our little secret clubhouse for the podcast yeah. network, and they are all so fun. And some of them we were already friends with. Yeah, it's just been, it's been like a, a party. <laughs> A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff in the world of romance. So if that's your thing, check them out. Which it should be your thing. Yeah, it's cool. We talk about romance. We talk about romantic comedies. Holla. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it's Lego Batman. I will never stop saying that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Ashley, what, what tragedy will be will we be recounting <laughs> today? As it was a tragedy, a full oh, on. God. Full on tragedy. Uh, well, today we watched 2004's Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. <laughs> I feel like it drove me to the edge of reason. Yeah, that's a proper title <laughs> if I ever heard one. <laughs> Well, the description off of IMDb is as thus. After finding love, Bridget Jones questions if she really has everything she's dreamed of having. Is that what happened? I don't know. That description is as boring as the movie was. Yeah, I think, <laughs> listener, you're soon going to find out what our opinion was because... Okay, that's just it. This movie was so torturously boring, nothing happened, and it shouldn't have existed. Okay, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> this movie starred Renee Zellweger, who we previously saw in Reality Bites, Jerry Maguire, Bridget Jones's Diary, and Down With Love. It also starred Colin Firth, who we previously saw in Shakespeare in Love and Bridget Jones's Diary, What a Girl Wants, and Love Actually. It also starred Hugh Grant from Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones's Diary, About a Boy, Two Weeks Notice, Love Actually. All movies we hated. Oh no! Not down with love. <laughs> not down with well. No, 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 no. Just, just oh, for, right. just for Hugh Grant. Just in that just category. For Hugh Grant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was the longest part of the script to put together. Oh, my God. we got this all-star cast. <laughs> this all-star rom-com cast, which tragically was underutilized in mm-hmm. every facet of underutilization. That's why I'm like, where Hugh Grant, like, really, like, shown for me in this movie, you know you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. The movie was directed by Biban Kirdron. 
um, who is also one of our rarities, a female director. Yeah. So the first Bridget Jones was also directed by a female director who did not want anything to do with this movie. (laughs) As was her right. (laughs) Uh, But we will see her again. She directed the third. It probably will be better because it's got Patrick Dempsey in it. Oh, can't wait for that sweet, sweet Dempsey. 2016, though. We've got... It's a while. A very long time. Yeah. Which is probably for the best. Mm. So we can forget what happened yes. here today. I mean, we've already... I've already forgotten. I don't know about it. <laughs> um, it was edited by Greg Hayden, who previously edited Duplex. The editor trainee was Victoria Curtin. The first assistant editor was Tanya Clark, who we previously saw her work in About a Boy, where she was the assistant editor. She was also the avid assistant editor for Love Actually, which kind Mm -hmm. of leads me to believe that this was one of the um, first that was all done on avid and not on film. We're around that time. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that that's what that means. We also had a second assistant editor who was Deb Richardson. She was also the second assistant editor on Love Actually. So these guys just kind of like came on from uh, from uh, some Hugh Grant movies and just kind of were like, you know, hey, British what's up? people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is an hour and 48 minutes long. It's rated R for language and some sexual content. Wait, what? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, where like Hugh Grant is talking right into her vagina that one time. That might be sexual content. Maybe. It has a 6 out of 10 IMDb rating. Who are these people? (laughs) And a 44 Metascore rating. Now, I put here some of the awards it was nominated for. And there's like quite a range represented i have questions (laughs) at the 2004 the stinkers bad movie awards i love the title how have i not heard of this before um it was nominated for a stinker award for worst (laughs) screenplay by adam brooks richard curtis andrew davies and helen fielding It was also nominated for the Most Painfully Unfunny Comedy and Worst Sequel. Man, I want to know who won. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like, who was worse than this? Uh, (laughs) At the 2005 Teen Choice Awards, it was nominated for Choice Movie Blush Scene with Renee Zellweger, where Bridget lands in the pig pen. I have no memory of this. Um, it was also That's at the beginning. <laughs> oh, right. oh I don't anything wait, no, I vaguely remember this. It was also nominated for a choice movie rock star <laughs> moment with Renee Zellweger singing like a virgin. Mm. That was an mm. uncomfortable scene. I can't believe teens watched that. Yeah. Why? At the 2005 Golden Globe Awards, <laughs> it was nominated. This must have been a terrible year. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical for Renee Zellweger. Somebody somebody slipped like, no, <laughs> so, that was bribery or it was just a terrible year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. All right. Let's let's try to remember. I took notes. That's I'm good. gonna tell you because, like, dude, I feel like the only reason why I remember is because I recounted 
the plot to someone at lunch the next day because they were like what did you do last night and i was like i watched bridget jones too <laughs> you know and i'm like it was awful here's why <laughs> i just remember that sam went and took a shower and then came back and it was the fight between uh hugh grant and uh colin colin firth, firth and sam was just like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> why is this a thing and i'm like yes sam why why we why? are all why asking indeed. that <laughs> <laughs> um you know what actually i i was talking with julie about it last night too because she's a fan of the first one and it, it made me think of like the same thing happened when we watched legally blonde 2 mm-hmm. the main character completely forgot what happened in the first movie in terms of character development yeah and just relived the same experience all over again humanity <laughs> Okay, so Bridget Jones, colon, edge of reason. (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Probably the most accurate title that we've ever had for a sequel. For reals, yeah. (laughs) Okay, another year, a brand new diary. Back to mom's turkey curry party, but this year is great because she's got Colin Firth. Ooh, aren't Mm. they a lovey-dovey match? They have matching sweaters. One, why didn't they show up to the party together if they are a couple? Two. <laughs> You're going to cinema sense this whole thing? Yes. Two, why was the the diary never shown again? Like the first one, I feel like we had a couple diary writing scenes. Mm-hmm. This, there was nothing. It was just the beginning. It was just like, hey, remember that first movie where we did this thing with the book and then now it's never used again? Yep. Remember yep. it. I hope in the third movie she's got like Bridget Jones's blog. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we get the. She's so freaking in love with him. We see some slow mo running, singing "The Hills Are Alive" because she's so happy. She's got her happy ending, and nothing can ruin it. This is like the first like forty five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. She's like, remember the end of the last movie? How happy I am! I'm so happy. <laughs> Like, why? Why couldn't we just cut to, like, the drama part? Yeah, for serious. But I don't know, man, because, like, just watching this movie in the whole, like, first half hour, I was like, what do you mean? She's going to end up with him. Nothing's happening. She's It's going to be him. Well, and, like, Hugh Grant's part was so, like, minor. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't show up in the movie until uh, probably an hour in. You could also just tell that he was just like, I'm only coming in for like a week. You have me for yeah. a week. That's it. <laughs> I am done with this. <laughs> As we recall, Bridget Jones's job is she thinks she's a serious reporter, but nobody at her work thinks she takes her seriously. Because so she's always- not a serious reporter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So they often put her in weird scenarios. Like in this first one, they have her reporting on skydiving. They make her skydive. And then parachute out into yeah. the fields. Yeah. And she lands in pigs. Blah, 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 blah. That's how the movie starts showing her butt as usual. Because as... Actually, I think in the first movie, it was her, the, sh- the fat shaming was worse. Yes. I would agree with that. Got cooled down a little for this movie. But it was still there. Particularly in this one where they're like, let's rewind and play. Yeah. Use your butt on camera. Gosh, you got a fat ass Bridget Jones. That's her boss, essentially. 
sexual harassment is rampant in this organization that she works for, and I don't understand why she stays. Yeah. I don't understand any... Actually, I don't understand anything that she does. Like, I don't understand her motivation. I don't understand why she is so dumb. I don't understand why she is just a cardboard... I was very angry with this movie, apparently. Wow. I figured you would be. (laughs) There was just so many things that didn't make sense. Here comes the Ashley rage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she's been with Mark Darcy for six weeks. And she thinks that he is a miracle. (laughs) As one does after six weeks. Uh, she goes to work and, uh, she needs to, like, call him up and tell him how great he was in bed last night, but, oh, my goodness, she was on speakerphone in front of all these, like, foreign country ambassadors, huh? Why would he put, why would he put her on speakerphone? When your significant other is calling you at work, it's definitely a private conversation. (laughs) I just don't, okay, okay. They are a perfect match for one another because they have no idea how to actual actually function as human beings. <laughs> Which is sad because we know Colin, like we know both of these actors can be phenomenal and mm-hmm. it's just irritating when the because it's like this started in the script. This had to start in the script. And there's literally nothing that you can when you have a bad script or when you have a script that isn't finished or isn't like actually taking the time to finesse because you know it's it's a sequel so it's being forced out because you're churning out to try and get the the people in the seats just to pay for it this is also based off a book series yeah so there's there's these things oh that makes it worse actually daniel's not in the second book i don't think at all but because hugh grant was so popular they put that in so i know they had to like make something but i know that like the rebecca thing is in the second book because in the trivia she really is actually trying to force them apart that would have been more interesting to be quite honest i mean it it would be it it's not it's a stereotype and it's a a lesbian stereotype that is overused and horrible and has done so much damage for for lgbtq youth and just well actually just lgbtq people in general not just the youth Mm -hmm. but it would have been a more interesting story on that standpoint. It doesn't make any sense for her to go back to Daniel. We've already established that he's a terrible person. And he's a terrible person for her. So why would she go back? Like, why would she just yep. be like, oh, yeah, you are. You're you're changing and like all this other stuff. And ugh, ugh, ugh. Well, and we would have had more of her, like uh, of Rebecca, because the whole lesbian plot line came out of complete left field for me. Mm-hmm. And if she was actively trying to break them up, I feel like I would have gotten that way sooner. And that would have been a li- just a, a more interesting story plot point. Would have been something to grab onto rather than nothing. Yeah. I mean, that does happen in relationship where you have jealousies and insecurities. Yes. No, I think that, that it, it worked. It just it fell back on some stereotypical things yeah with how specifically men view jealous women and view jealousy like women are not allowed to be jealous men can be jealous like that's the double standard is that in media it's often this plot point where men get to be jealous and women find it cute but when women are jealous their boyfriends and their men their their man or whatever 
their significant other is often it's viewed as a, a completely negative light. It's viewed as just possessive and catty and just you're overreacting. It's viewed as a, it's viewed as an emotional thing, whereas a man it's it's viewed as a is a positive thing for the woman to feel as if, oh yeah, like he's jealous, so that means he really cares about me because he can't show his emotions because toxic masculinity is a thing. But like that's how I view it. <laughs> I don't know about you. That's like something that has always irritated me is that women are not allowed to be jealous because mm-hmm. you are you are allowed to be jealous. You are allowed to to let your your negative emotions tinge certain reactions and certain things it's when you act on those things in a crazy fashion that becomes damaging don't let them take over exactly but a little bit of jealousy is you know slightly positive jealousy if you push it if you put it in the right places it can actually make you push yourself because you're like oh i want to have if i'm jealous because i want to be this type of person or I want to be better or I'm jealous because they have certain something that I don't have like you can use that as a fuel to push yourself like I think yeah we have to analyze our negative emotions as something that that are also positive for us as humans because negative emotions are going to happen no matter what you do so mm-hmm. how do you think about them in a way that's actually healthy and is actually going to help you in the long run? Yeah, the opposite of that would be like, they have something, I'm going to steal it from them. Exactly, yeah. Not like, they have something, they worked really hard for it, I see that. Maybe they can give me advice. Yeah. It's just how you you interact with your negative emotions. Like as as someone who is often angry. <laughs> That's your catchphrase. <laughs> someone who is often angry. Let's get back to this. Yes. So at work, Bridget thinks she's in trouble because people upstairs want to see her. But they actually really like how she landed in shit. So <laughs> Which makes no sense. Yeah. They're like, ooh, you're doing good. We're keeping an eye on you. But then she also sees, like, Daniel has a report there. He's now, like, quote-unquote reporter. Yeah. Um. So she sees his show, and she's just like, Ugh, this guy. Bleah. Which also, she has the line where she's like, I thought you hated television. Which, yeah, he bitched about television, like, half of the movie, the last movie. I don't even remember the first movie. <laughs> no, I went back and, like, looked at it. Like, I was just like, yeah, why is this a thing? Mm. Bridget goes out with her friends. There's this jellyfish sting woman who we never see again? Question mark. She's a she's a type of woman who stirs shit up. And she specifically goes up to Bridget and says, "I saw Mark enter his home with this other woman, Rebecca. She's got legs for days." Ha 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 ha. Isn't that weird? I did not understand this at all. Yeah, all her friends were like, you should go investigate because if he's settling with you, he'll be looking around for the next person. Like all this weird shit she's getting from her quote unquote friends. She does a thing of like, you know, your friends always want you to get with someone, but as soon as you get with someone, they want you to leave them. (laughs) Like, okay, you're hanging out with the wrong people, Bridget. I don't know. Well, I feel like her friends were better in the first one. Totally. Okay, so she goes to Mark's, she knocks on the door, 
and Rebecca answers the door and like Bridget like storms in all mad but then oh no it's like a whole like lawyer thing happening there and so like she's embarrassed so he takes her to like the kitchen to talk and he's like I'm disappointed and she's like oh that's worse than being mad and he says I'm disappointed I can't take you right home this instant bang your brains out and she's like ah <laughs> like what the fuck I uh, didn't know yeah Unless he just finds his career very boring and he was just yeah. happy that she interrupted. Yeah. I'm like, the, yeah, that line, I know I like fudged it, but that was the intent of the line. Yeah. And it made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> in the context. <laughs> okay. She is hearing wedding bells. That's like. It's been six weeks. Yeah. What? let's see she's at work in the tape room and runs into daniel there he says hey girl i'm in group therapy and i'm all good i i respect women (laughs) (laughs) i'm better now okay thanks again it's been six weeks (laughs) yeah i go to therapy now okay bring the receipts like that's that's really (laughs) what it is like okay i need a photograph of you going into the therapist's <laughs> office and then a photograph of you coming out 45 minutes later. <laughs> and a signed Sir. permission slip from your therapist. <laughs> that says you're doing better. You're, yeah. So there's this fancy lawyer dinner thing that night. I don't really know what to call it. It's like a banquet for all the lawyers. <laughs> I don't know. They have a lot of lawyers in their their yeah. firm like where did these all there's so many people. i think it's multiple firms i think okay. it's like the big lawyer awards i don't know that's what it seemed like <laughs> the britain lawyers <laughs> the solicitors of london so like her friends have to like get her into a girdle and she wears like this long long gold dress that she can't move in and she does like her makeup and the thing. She's a forever embarrassment, Bridget Jones. <laughs> so yeah, she shows up and she, again, she embarrasses herself some more in front of like the upper crust calling them like snooty pricks when they are snooty pricks. Why should she be embarrassed? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there is something to be said about reading a room. <laughs> yeah. And especially at your like your, your partner's like yeah. place of work. Yeah. Whereas... You know that Mark is a good guy. He's like the human rights lawyer. Yeah. He's not the same as like these other for profits stick them for all they got lawyers that he's got to mingle with. Republicans. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> those ones. <laughs> they're, they're talking about, oh, we hate the poor. And Bridget just is like, what? They can't help it that they're living on the street. We should like do things to help them. Hello. Don't be an asshole. And she, and then they're like, uh, wrong crowd, sweetie. <laughs> Pull them up by their bootstraps. Um, and also the continuing underlying suspicion that Mark is cheating on her with Rebecca because Rebecca likes to whisper things into Mark's ear and Mark goes, ha ha ha, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and why didn't he sit with her? Okay. That was another thing that I was confused about. Why didn't he sit with her? I don't know. That was some sort of bullshit movie excuse where he's like, I got to sit over here and you have to sit over there because of lawyer reasons. I don't know. It was bullshit. She keeps on feeling like she doesn't belong. This is his world and she is just a gross smudge of a person in the fine, pristine tablecloth world. 
you know? Yes. So then there's a lawyer quiz. <laughs> because why? Because it's the lawyers. <laughs> da, 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 da. Now with quiz. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason the last like round is a pop culture round she's got this yeah bridget is fucking killing it until the last question a madonna question what's madonna's first single and she said it was a madonna something. song <laughs> a madonna song and there was lucky star it was one of them one of those ones was she say it was lucky star i don't remember I have no memory of this, like, most of this party. <laughs> Bridget gets the wrong answer, and it's just, like, all the lawyers were like, Bleh. but I was like, dude, you didn't know any of those fucking questions to be with. Sit, sit the fuck down, you know? Yeah. And, like, Rebecca gets it, gets the right answer, and she's like, ah, ha, 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 and everybody's like, yay, you want it for us. You're the best. Go, Rebecca. Go, Rebecca. Meet Rebecca. <laughs> also, leave it to the queer person. To bring up Madonna trivia. Queen of all the gays. Not really. Oh, yes. No. Madonna, yes. Well, I feel like Gaga has taken over the mantle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's like Madonna is grandma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To all. Yeah. She'd be like, your highness. And then like the new reigning queen is Gaga. Lady Gaga. (laughs) Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) So walking home. Mark and Bridget are fighting, and she calls him a mistake, like, and runs off. Like, are they broken up? Who knows? They broke up like me and Sam break up every once in a while. Yeah. (laughs) She goes back to her place, and she calls Mark to apologize, and she's starting to leave a message. But then he's at the door, and he says that he loves her, and she goes out there and he's like i have a very important question for you would you like to go skiing (laughs) on a mini break (laughs) on a mini break little mini holiday she's like yeah great i'm so good at skiing i'm the best i i'm a world-class skier Mm -hmm. she she cannot why does she okay i just oh no don't even (laughs) Rebecca is also there, and she is amazing, as usual. She can ski. She can do it all. And look so pretty while doing it. Ah. Ah, get it, girl. Then then there's like an overlong scene where Bridget thinks that she's pregnant and takes a pregnancy test. And- oh, and then they have the weird conversation where they're like, well, what if I am pregnant? Like, what are we going to do with this baby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark comes in. What if I was? And he's like, it would be bloody fantastic. And he's so elated. And they, they start picking out baby names. But then they discover like their parenting differences. But then it turns out the test is negative. Like It's such a weird scene that brings up like way more problems that are ever addressed. Yeah. <laughs> Never addressed. Maybe they're addressed in the third one. <laughs> That's where the baby comes in the third one. Bridget Jones's baby. Which how she's having a baby is curious and suspect to me patrick dempsey helps i don't know i know nothing of the movie i know nothing of the well like the poster makes it seem like it's maybe patrick dempsey's baby or it's maybe mark's baby but it's just I like think that maybe i think that patrick dempsey like looked at her and then she got pregnant with his baby i mean have you seen that hair yeah that's what i think that's <laughs> That's what I think the movie is. <laughs> did, did Avatar sex with the hair? <laughs> <laughs> he just like pierced her with his eyes and she went, oh God, 
my fallopian tubes. <laughs> they have awakened. <laughs> <laughs> and nine months later, <laughs> Jesus was born. A little curly haired. <laughs> Jesus. popped out. <laughs> the second coming happened. <laughs> okay. Um, they have to go to Bridget's parents' place. And her mom invited his parents, and they keep going, when are you guys getting married? Ah, you're so old. Don't you want marriage and babies and stuff, Bridget? You old spinster, have a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) With all this mini food. (laughs) Yeah. Mark says, oh, we're not even thinking about it at the moment. And then, like, she gets so upset and just, like, fixates on this line that he said and just, like, holds it in. And doesn't let go. And so at Mark's, he's like, listen, we got to like talk about your bad attitude. And she's like, fine. And he's like, I'm going to go pee first. And she's like, fine. (laughs) And then Rebecca calls and leaves this mysterious voicemail of like, hey, Mark, how would you like it if I came over and we had a nightcap? Oh, Bridget's probably there. Never mind. I'll talk to you later then. Bye. (laughs) That bitch. Yeah. Mark comes out of the bathroom. Bridget's like, do you want to marry me or not? And leaves. <laughs> and Mark's like, I just went to the bathroom. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Five weeks pass. Oh, wait, there was a time jump? Yep. I completely missed the time jump. <laughs> it was a narration. It's where she's eating her haagen Oh, her Ben and Jerry's. She's got a lunch date with her mom. Oh, her parents are renewing their vows. Good for them. She's going to be in a wedding that's not hers. She goes to work and they want her to work with Daniel. And then she's like, nope. And then they're like, yep, you two are going to Thailand. And then for some reason, she tells her friends and her friends are like, you can't go to Thailand alone. I'm going with you. I'm like, how does that? How did how does that work? Like she's going on a work trip and her friend just invited herself. Okay. Yeah. Daniel is sweet. He arranges a seat in first class for her with him. And you know, they do some Thailand reporting. Ha 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 ha. But most of all, her and Daniel are having fun. He is not uptight like Mark is. She doesn't have to be something She's not around him. She can just relax and chill and drink beer and hang out with fun Daniel Cleaver. She doesn't necessarily have to do that with Mark. She's like, got okay, it's all in her mm-hmm. head. Like, that's yep. the problem that I have with this. Is it is all in her head that he doesn't love her for who she is. She has put these preconceived notions above what he's actually telling her. And it's just yeah. like... This is like the worst of the worst that everybody says about women is is that they just kind of they don't listen and they just feel feel too much and just let their feelings control them. And then like the world is going to explode if we have a female president. Yeah, which. okay, we're not getting into that. Um, (laughs) No. And I'm like, it's frustrating to me because they keep on shoehorning in the famous line from the last movie where he says, I. I like you just as you are. Like yeah. he said to her, to her, that was the proclamation he made. And now she's like, he doesn't like me just as I am. I'm Until terrible. Said it. Ugh. Ugh. Like I understand, Ugh. like maybe Bridget has like undiagnosed anxiety and Ooh. she's like in a full on shame spiral. I definitely buy that. Yes. But it you, was not executed it. well. 
and could be considered offensive. <laughs> you got to be careful with like displaying anxiety and mental illness and all that. But that's a different podcast. So in Thailand, uh, Bridget's friend meets this guy, Jed, this younger guy who is like the sexy young thing and they have sex all the time. Not Bridget, the friend and the guy, Jed. So one day they're all eating together and they're like, hey, Bridget, we totally just slipped you some magic mushrooms. And she's just like, not cool, guys. (laughs) Just don't do that to people. So while she's tripping out, in the ocean she sees a sparkly daniel coming to her and he's like okay let me help you because you are off your gourd at the moment let's go and she makes sand angels yeah she does she's she's all right when she's high (laughs) she's just like i'm not gonna worry about anything and i'm like okay cool it's probably for the best yeah just chill have a you day it's cool daniel and a not high bridget have dinner And he says to her that she is the best shag that he's ever had. And that, like, he totally kind of regrets it because he likes her. She's cool. She's chill. And, yeah, she she bangs like a champ. And he said, could you ever trust me again? And she goes, absolutely not. But then, like, they're walking on the beach and he, like, shows her the stars. And he, like, tells her all the constellations. He's like, you know, you can have a real view from my balcony. Let's go there. So like they get really close and he's like, what is this special power you have over me? And they like kissy, kiss, kiss. And they're going to have sex. Like they're at the point where they're like, oh, yeah, this is we're going to get on this bed and smooch some more. He's like, don't you think everybody deserves a second chance? And she's like, what about Hitler? (laughs) And then she has like a a moment of clarity for a second. She gets up, she goes to the bathroom and she's like, okay, 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 okay. Mark doesn't want me. This is fine. Like sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then like when she leaves the bathroom, there's a knock, knock at the door. It's a prostitute. It's a prostitute. And he's like, oh, I didn't mean to. And this was early. Unless you're into it, we could, you know. And she's like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself because you ain't fucking me. Bye, Daniel. Peace out. Exactly like the first movie. Yeah. Then I wrote down, I have no idea what is happening. Something about drugs. Before that, I know the drug thing is happening, but before that, Bridget like starts like making mantras to herself with like, this is what I want to do. But she says it like so fast and it was too fast, too furious. I have no idea what happened. Yeah. They get to the airport. She sees a drug sniffing dog and she goes up to it and she's like, ain't you the cutest puppy ever? And the dog like jumps on her bag uh, because that guy Jed gave her friend uh, like ceremonial dish with a snake on it. Yeah, like a ceramic snake surrounding it. And her friend had Bridget put it in her bag because she had room. So uh, they take that and airport security busts it open. And it's full of cocaine. Bridget is busted for drug trafficking and taken to a detention center where they don't believe her saying like, "Ooh, it's not mine. It's just my friends. Because, you know, they don't have Jed. They have her, you know, so she's the guilty party. Mm -hmm. And she could get 10 years of in prison there. Yeah. (sighs) Let's uh, cut over to our Patreon only content 
the cutaways bad film school and the term of the day is flashback so we'll be back talking about bridget jones edge of reason in just one second and we're back we talked about uh flashbacks on our cutaways bad film school so go to patreon.com slash cutaways podcast to hear that episode now oh the taiwanese women's prison (laughs) is a transition sentence i never thought i'd say (laughs) in a rom-com uh so much racism so much racism i think i just started because there was that i think i just kind of noted like the nitty-gritty like i did not take a lot of notes i was just like okay she trades her bra for cigarettes she teaches the thai women to sing like a virgin and then darcy lawyer shows up yeah it was all utilized just to get mark to face her well i know like as soon as like she ends up in a prison. I was like, gee, if only she knew a human rights lawyer. Oh, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> like, I'm not being force-fed enough. Darcy shows up, shows her a picture of Jed, and he's just like, so this is who you saw and got the thing from after you were hanging out with Daniel Cleaver and had sex with him. And she's just like, whoa, hey now, me and Daniel are nothing. And she, he's like, your sex life doesn't concern me. They're going to drop all the charges and goodbye so she goes back to the women and she's crying and they're like oh what happened your boyfriend's so mean to you tell us your story she's like yeah he's horrible and the women are like oh my boyfriend beats me did he do that or my boyfriend makes me inject heroin did he do that and then like she gets like this revelation that these women have it worse than her like she never realized it before it's terrible. It's just uh, all terrible. And the accents were just ter- It was just bad. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so she gets to leave and leaves them with parting gifts of bras and chocolate. Ugh. Why? We don't know. How? Fuck if I know. It's the worst. It was just like weird white saviorism without being white savior. Okay, so uh, we see Daniel uh, taping an episode of his show in a gallery and Mark shows up and Mark starts confronting him like, did you see, did you see Bridget get arrested? Huh? Did you see her, you know, and not do anything? What? 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 And Daniel's like, whatever, whatever, you know? <laughs> Mark's like, come on, let's take this outside. And Daniel's like, nah, dude. Mark apparently drags him outside. And they get into another slap fight, which was unsurprisingly not choreographed. <laughs> and was bad. They, at one point, land in a fountain, blah, 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 blah. Daniel is all like, I didn't sleep with her. Gosh. Why didn't you say that from the beginning, asshole? Because he wanted to be jerk because he's like, well, maybe you should marry her because then she definitely want to sleep with me. Just to remind him that he also fucked his last wife. So (laughs) they fight and, you know, Mark wins the tussle i guess bridget goes home bridget hanging out with her friends and she then all her friends are like bless mark darcy for doing his shit and bridget is like no he's the villain in this story he didn't even want to talk to me he just showed up and like did nothing he said other people did all the work and they're like no mark did it all he traveled to like four countries to extradite this guy jed you know he did not rest until you were out And she's just like, what? He must still love me. Like, no shit, dude. So she races to his place. But first, she races to get changed to the right outfit. Yeah. 
Okay, so when she gets to his place, Rebecca is there. And she's just like, oh, I hope you two will be very happy together and goes to leave. And then Rebecca's like, I don't want Mark. I want you. As we discussed, completely out of left field. They're just like, hey, remember when like Britney and Madonna made out at that award show? Yeah. Let's make people kiss. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> Men love seeing women kiss each other. Rebecca goes in for a big smooch on Bridget and, uh, you know, Bridget just like kindly turns her down and says, hey, you know what? If I ever decide to bat for the other team, I'll give you a call first. Not how it works. Let's see. She goes and races over to Mark's work. She gets splashed by trucks because it was raining. She goes to find Mark and... She ends up disturbing this really big meeting with all these ambassadors again. And so, like, she embarrasses herself, but declares her love in front of everyone. She leaves. He follows her. He says, like, I have it here. We can do the reading in a moment. Basically, she's, like, given up on the fact. I don't know if she's given up on the fact. I don't know what's going through her head right now because he's like, you know what? I have a question. And she's like, what? As long as it's not, will you marry me? And he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, wait a minute. You will marry? Wait, wait. Rewind, rewind. I'm going to go back through this door. I'm going to come out again. And you're going to ask me to marry you. That's how we're going to do it. And he's like, no, 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 no. She's like, we're doing it. This is what I want, Mark. It's happening. In the end, they get he, married. Yeah. He says, yeah, marry me. And, um. She's in her parents' wedding. She, again, finally found her happy ending now that she's engaged to be wed. One year later, it's been a full, I don't know how, apparently it's been a full year. Math doesn't make sense in this movie. No. Okay, the end, bye. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's do that dramatic reading. We have, I've got that, I've got that awkward end ask there. Oh God, okay. I, I think I could accurately do Mark because I'm in pain. So, and he just always seems like he's in pain. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to be Bridget Jones. Well, as a matter of fact, I have a question for you. Okay. As long as it's not, will you marry me? Oh, God. It is, will you marry me? Well, I'm not going to say it now. No, 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 no. Just wait. <laughs> the moment's gone, Bridget. We've just come out into the corridor and you say, I've got a question to ask you. And then I don't say anything. And you say, Bridget Jones, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) The only significant thing that she ever wanted ever. Yep. Gross. Bye. Peace out. Bye. Time to rate this movie. I have, oh, I, I have a rating. I've got one. I've got uh, it. I've pretty much got it as well. I give this movie 1.25 kilos of cocaine. <laughs> it's like breaking bad all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> I give this movie one pair of giant underpants. Oh, perfection. <laughs> amazing i don't know why i like i said for some reason i actually kind of liked hugh grant in this only because everybody else was just like 
awful. And then he comes on and he's just like super chill. And I'm like, great. We don't have to worry about anything for like the next five minutes he's on, you know? Yeah. I just, I I find everything about this movie very forgettable. No, 100%. Well, uh, wow. Yeah, that's that. Let's never talk about it again. <laughs> Bye. We have uh, something in our mailbag. It's a review from L.V. Ike. It's a five-star review on Apple Podcasts titled, Stumbled Onto One Fun Podcast. This podcast came up as a suggestion to another podcast I love. Your fave is Problematic. Oh. Sidebar. Whom we know and love. Yes. I started with the Legally Blonde episode and stumbled down an episode rabbit hole. Justine and Ashley are lovely hosts, and it feels like dissecting romantic comedies with friends. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, definitely shout out to your famous problematic are also LA peeps. Yep. And I also listen to their podcast. It's great. Hopefully they're not on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like three different fires all across LA. No, there's like six. Six now? Well, not in LA, but six across California. Oh, yeah, California. I was talking about in the LA region. There's three three in LA. (laughs) Hey, so you know how we used to do shout outs at the end of our shows? I decided to bring that back. Okay. Because people have been so nice to us. And originally, I took away the shout outs from the show because there were so freaking many that I transitioned it onto Twitter. Yeah. Um, But now I haven't been able to keep up with Twitter as much on follow fridays because i work (laughs) she has a job now guys (laughs) guys (laughs) but i definitely want to shout out some people who like message us on instagram um when we announced that we were joining with frolic and they sent us personal congratulations if i missed anyone i'm sorry i want to shout out jaslyn from up and ten club uh the nerdy bitches podcast allison from art history for all the me versus you podcast mouse and weens podcast book of lies podcast Allison from Resolved Mysteries podcast and special shout out to Watching Comics podcast because you were just on an episode of theirs. Yes, it was so good. You should definitely go listen to me absolutely eviscerate Joker. I had so much fun on their podcast. They were great hosts. They had a lot of great insights as well. So it was one of my my, my top five guesting appearances, I feel. Mm, yeah, no, I listened to it on the bus. It was top notch. I loved it. And like, I don't know. I was I was just cheering. I was like a little Ashley cheerleader. <laughs> if you really want to hear me rage, that's yeah. a good that's a good episode for that. Exactly. Okay. Next time on the podcast, we are going to be watching 2004's The Terminal because guess what? It's Thanksgiving again. It's already that time of year. Wow. I know. <laughs> And also, stay tuned to that episode because we are possibly having a very special giveaway. Tom Hanks-related giveaway. Ooh. 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 Okay. So, if you like this podcast, please become a patron. As I mentioned earlier, we have special exclusive-only content over there. So, do check it out and it helps support us. You can find that at patreon.com slash cutawayspodcasts. Our website, which has all of our episodes, plus our blogs, which are super fun. We have a lot of guest blogs that you need to check out right now. 
The website is thecutaways.com. That's easy to remember. It's it's the cutaways, which is us. Yeah. <laughs> Even if that band in Australia wants to take it away. <laughs> it's us. That's right. We we were first. You can also find a link to our threadless store to get some mugs or shirts or notebooks for your own blanket forts there. Uh, you can find us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as at Cutaways Podcast, our special Facebook group, which is the Cutaways Blanket Fort, where you'll hear all of our announcements way better than being on a Facebook page. I'm sorry, that's how Facebook works. <laughs> Facebook's dumb. Uh, you can leave us comments and rate us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcatchers like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, and we really super appreciate it, and we really, really, really super appreciate it if you tell your friends about us. Yeah. And lastly, the Cutaways Podcast is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network, and to find more podcasts you'll love, check out frolic.media slash podcasts. Yay! <laughs> we survived! That wraps up this incredible episode of, it, guys, d watching this movie really, really hurt us. So please, yeah. you know, thank so you tired. for listening. <laughs> 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 this was the worst torture we've had in a while. Uh, I mean, Gili was worse. Gili was worse? Gili, Gili was, was worse. a bit worse. <laughs> All right. Thank you for podcasting with me as always, Ashley. Thanks, You're Justine. You're a gem. I love you so oh, much. I love you. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for joining us in our blanket fort. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> this beautiful harmony. <laughs> Hey, this is Noah from the Magic Quest Boys of Dragontown, where a new improvisational, epic, fantasy, comedy, storytelling podcast. We're playing D&D. Okay, look, we're doing Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's awesome. Our Dungeon Master is incredible, and he wrote the whole campaign. Don't worry if you haven't played Dungeons & Dragons before. You're going to love it. Everybody loves it. It's the best. Uh, so come check us out. We're everywhere you can find podcasts. That's where we are. And also on social media at Magic Quest Boys. Of Dragon Town.